Bob. How are you? Good. How are you, Shannon? I'm good. Great. I drove, I drove for the first time in a month yesterday. Oh, where'd you drive to? Um, I went down and I picked up uh, some to-go sausages and beer from Gestalt House. You are so lucky. I, I've actually been sheltering at home and I've had deliveries uh, coming from local merchants as well as the big box stores just to try to get a mixture of things, the, the different type of things that I like to have at my home to eat while I'm yeah. sheltering. Yeah, we, um, you know, we've mostly been doing that, but uh, we have been making very rare trips out. And when we heard Gestalt House was starting to do to-go orders with like proper social distancing and protocols and all of that, and they're wiping down everything with uh, bleach in between uh, customers. Uh, so we just decided we wanted to support them and it gave me a break from cooking one day. So that was nice. Yeah. And speaking of supporting, we had a, an amazing podcast for everyone to hear. Yes. So we interviewed uh, Kaz Begley, who is the owner of Hairfax Hair Salon in town. And she's also the president of the Fairfax Chamber of Commerce. Uh, and she just had a lot of good information about resources for small businesses, uh, ways that customers can support our local businesses, even when we're not open able to get out right now. <laughs> uh, so I, I, you know, it's a really she had a lot of great information and a really great story. And um, give it a listen. Definitely. Okay. <laughs> So today we have with us Kaz Begley. She is the owner of Hairfax Studio and uh, president of the Fairfax Chamber of Commerce. How are you doing, Kaz? I'm Welcome, doing Kaz. well. Thank you. Good to see you. Thank you. Good to see you both as well. Um, so Kaz, can you just tell us a little bit about like how you came to Fairfax and opened your shop and maybe a little bit about the Chamber of Commerce and, and what they do in Fairfax? Sure. Um, so I arrived in Marin in 1991 and uh, always loved uh, Fairfax, of course, you know, for the nightlife and ha just hanging out and its proximity to the mountain and the greenery. Um, so I was always drawn to Fairfax as a beautiful, quaint little town, um, day and night. And over the years of being in Marin, I have lived almost everywhere in Marin but I have lived mostly in Fairfax. I'm fortunate enough to have done that. So I've been back in Fairfax full time. I've lived here a couple of times over the, those uh, 29 years, I think. Um, and I have been back in Fairfax full time since 2010. So that's uh, 10 years now. Um, Incredible, and, yes, that's yeah. awesome. I have, I have a son and um, I moved to Fairfax 10 years ago and he was at that time, I think in fifth grade. So I shuttled him back to San Rafael, um, but aligned him to go to the middle school and then the high school here. Mm -hmm. And because I was uh, working in San Rafael and had been living in San Rafael, I really wanted to uh, live and work in the same community where I was raising my child and just really create deeper community connections. So I started having this dream of creating <laughs> a salon, making my own salon in, in Fairfax. Um, and a part of that process for me was going to the salons that were here and finding out whether 
uh, one of those that were already in existence could be my new home. Mm -hmm. And I discovered along the way that while at that time there were nine different places where you could get hair done of varying degrees, you know, we've got the barber shops, we've got the chop shops, we've got, you know, nice appointed salons. Um, so I had the feeling that what I wanted to create was uh, going to need to be built from the ground up. I wanted to be exclusively ammonia free in my hair color choices, which really allows me to have a much um, more welcoming environment for the whole family, you know, to come into an environment that smells more of lovely products and, um, and, and plant-based products versus, you know, the heavy duty chemical laden products that you get a whiff of when you go into a salon. So it was really, really important for me to create an environment that really matched the community and matched my uh, choices in life. And then from there, I uh, was able to find this tiny little space that the owner was putting a for rent sign in on a Sunday morning while I was strolling for co with my coffee. <laughs> so I spoke with him and he wasn't really that interested in me. Um, I think we had a couple of other people who were wanting to come on board with different um, business ideas. And I just decided that I was going to be like, uh, you know, a pit bull with a chop around its neck and just <laughs> just keep going at him until there was a breakthrough. And it really, it took three months of me, you know, shaking his cage, knocking on his door, just really showing up in front of him for him to realize that, okay, this woman is serious. <laughs> so I signed a lease. Uh, I opened three weeks later, so that meant painting and, you know, basic decorating and lots of purchasing of, of products and get, getting things ready. So I opened my salon on December the 11th, 2011. Oh, okay. So what that meant was my transition to a new place happened over the holiday season, which was a, actually a good thing because when I opened, I was busy, 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 busy. Mm -hmm. So I came on board with this, wow, you know, this woman's got something going on here. And it really enticed lots of people to be curious and, and check out what was going on. Um, so I was ready. My clients were ready. Everybody was excited. Um, during the process, something really, really interesting happened because I was considering what am I going to call my, my salon? And I was... Um, also teaching yoga at the time. So I thought, well, namaste hair or something like that, you know, what's going to grab. And then one day just came to me, I saw it. I just saw it in, in, you know, Hairfax is in Fairfax. I mean, it makes all the sense in the world. So I checked it out. There was no Hairfax listing in, in, in our area. I registered the business, put up a, a sign and said, coming soon, Hairfax studio. And unbeknown to me, there had been a Hairfax in town that was super successful and much loved. And it gone on for, I don't know, maybe eight, 10 years. And it was right at 85 Bolinas Road. So that's where up above where um, Casa Manana used to be. Oh, yeah. And Yoga, yoga, uh, uh, Mountain. yoga Mountain used to be right across from the park. So I began to realize that well, Hairfax had been around before 
and many people were scratching their heads and wondering if I was associated with the previous lady who I had no idea. It was just, it just came to me. Mm -hmm. Sure. So I felt really blessed that I had inherited, if you will, uh, a name that was already loved in the community. And I felt it gave me strength and, and, and um, courage to continue it on. I felt like I had inherited something I didn't even know. It was like I was given an additional gift. And uh, I take it upon myself to, to keep it rolling and to honor that. And along the way, people came and gave me uh, uh, coffee mugs that were made in 1986 and 1989 from Hairfax. So it's just been this ongoing evolution that, you know, we now look and feel and exist in the way we do. And we're carrying the torch for now. Did you ever get to meet the owner of the previous Airfax? No, unfortunately, she had become ill and passed away. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why the doors closed and that, the, you know, that came to an end. And, and so it was just dormant. It was just a, a dormant name. Mm-hmm. And so I picked it up, created something new with it and, um, you know, became the if you will, for the name in town and, uh, and however the business you know, is reflected yeah. by the person who owns it. Um, just pause for a second. Is somebody like touching their mic or? Oh, that might be me. Okay, I'm getting like, yeah, weird. Uh, Sorry. Like, yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, it's like hard uh, when you're not used to doing it. <laughs> okay. So just Are you ready? Pause. I'm going to pause so I can edit there and then... <clears throat> Um, And how did you get involved with the Chamber of Commerce? So uh, every Christmas, the Chamber of Commerce hosts a holiday party. Traditionally, it's at Deer Park Villa and it's, you know, um, previous merchants, current merchants, town staff, anybody who's really been involved uh, with through the Chamber. Um, All merchants are invited every year. And it's a really great time to mix it up and mingle with your, you know, other merchant friends, your neighbors in town and get to know more people. So about the time that I opened, they were having their Christmas party. So I went along and each Christmas party is an opportunity for new businesses to introduce themselves. And, you know, there's always some kind of um, uh, trivia about what's been going on and who's who. So, so I entered that 2011 Christmas party as the new kid on the block, introduced myself, and I really found that it was a welcoming environment for me. I wanted to go deep. That was the, you know, the, the, the process for which I was doing things was to build community. And so I joined and within a couple of months, I was sitting at board, board meetings and uh, participating there. So I went straight from new member to board member and then um, certainly had a big learning curve because I'd never done anything like that before, never been involved in it. Um, David Smedbeck is the man who is our executive director. I think when I joined, he was the uh, president. And to this day, I continue to learn from him. You know, his, his ability to take a pause and be kind and considerate to all uh, directions of a conversation. Um, 
have been a wonderful experience because I'm a go get it, fix it kind of girl. If there's a problem, let's fix it. And I had to learn that uh, patience and, you know, talking about a concept that, that may actually bloom into something takes weeks, months, sometimes years. And, and sure. that was uh, definitely a practice that I've come to um, become more patient with, you know, and understanding with instead of just let's, you know, here's the problem, let's fix it. So uh, it's been wonderful. It's been a wonderful experience. It has certainly as a sole proprietor, it has really, really given me so many um, opportunities to connect with people I might not have found. Uh, it's given me a lot of business support when I've had any kinds of issues in town, whether it's even with my sign. I mean, all those little things that the town are involved in with regard to your business. Um, it gave me direction and it gave me a voice. And it really has been a wonderful experience for me. Do you have to be, um, if you open up a business in Fairfax, do you, are you encouraged to become a part of the Chamber of Commerce or do you, do you need to, or is it, so what are the benefits for new businesses starting? So when you open a new business in town, you go to the town and you ask for a permit. And if you match or meet all of their requirements on the permit, they will give you uh, uh, a business license. So one thing I really want to say at this point is that the Chamber of Commerce and the town really doesn't have much to do with the type of businesses that come to town. Okay. They have a lot to do with whether you're a, a corporation or a big box store, some of those things, of course, you know, you know, we don't have any of those here. So there's a criteria that you have to match in order to be um, accepted. But the general acceptance happens more between the landlord and the incoming tenant. And as long as you've got a business that you can file for a application and Susan will, Susan who works at the town will process your business application. She'll send out a, um, a letter once a year when you have to renew your business. And inside of that letter is a note about the Chamber of Commerce. So we do encourage people to join. It's not a requirement, but we absolutely do encourage people to join because you get to be a bigger network of a community that's already thriving. And that's, that's an important aspect. You know, I think a lot of people who come to make business in our town are doing it because they have a connection to the town. And what, what role, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to ask what role the, the chamber has been playing uh, during this, um, the shelter in place when a lot of businesses have had to alter how they do business or shut down? Um, like what, how have you been trying to help them out? Well, um, boy, we've really ramped up some, uh, we're doing a lot of Zoom meetings and trying to get a lot of information. Um, the first priority that I started working on was what kind of loans are available to um, businesses and how do we help support the merchants who are usually, you know, single-handedly uh, operating and, and uh, keeping their doors open on a, on a daily basis? You know, there's a lot that goes into being a merchant. So how do we help those people who are now not doing what they do on a daily basis start to feel like there's a sense of support or structure underneath them? And um, 
So that's one of the main things. The other thing is that we were recently starting to update our website. So we wanted businesses to send us any new um, high resolution images that they wanted to have and any information they wanted to, to uh, have available for themselves at that website. So have, along the way- website? Do you have the website address that you could share? Uh, it's just the Chamber of Commerce, uh, fairfaxchamberofcommerce.com. Awesome, thank you. So I will say that we have now um, put a little bit of a hold on that. We are joining forces with the town um, to produce a much more easier to navigate um, and more up-to-date website. So we are very, very soon going to be asking the businesses again to send us their high res information, send us any information about what their current uh, business timetable is, what they're offering, whether they're open, whether they're closed, uh, even if they've got specials or encouragement for, um, for business during this time. So we're going to updating that and we will be able to update it. For example, if there's a restaurant that has uh, curbside pickup, limited menu, um, uh, a special meal that they're doing that week, they'll be able to approach us and we will update that information for them. So we're just going with something a little bit more modern, easier to use, updated for, for now. There'll also be available links for information with regard to how do I apply for a small business loan? How do I look at this personal, uh, I mean, payroll protection plan loan? So it really... We've got two things going on, harvesting and trying to gather as much of what's happening today with all these loans because everything is so shifting. And then how can we get the information that is out there, who is working, what they're doing, what they've got available, and bring those two places together in a much updated version. So just a quick note, I just checked and, and the website address is fairfaxchamberca.com. Thank you. And Sorry. we'll put that in the show notes too. And, and I did, I was checking it out yesterday and, and there is a whole lot of information there, um, both for customers and for small business owners. Um, so I really recommend checking that out. Um, Kaz, how do you think this might, this whole situation might change the, the landscape of Fairfax? Oh gosh. I know it's a big question, but. Yeah. Well, it feels like a long time. I think we've been at this, what, a month now? We, are we in a week four? I think so, yeah. I think we are, maybe approaching on week five. Um, and it already feels like so many things are, are different because the energy in our town is very, very different. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we're not hustling, bustling. We're not, you know, trying to find spots to park. There's plenty of places to park. There's lots of closed doors. Um, so already energetically, things are feeling a little bit different and who knows at what point we are in this process. But I think for a lot of people, the helter skelter of what am I gonna do? How am I gonna afford to stay open? Can I reopen? How do I get reprieve on my rent? Um, and, and how do I continue to uh, keep my staff on? That, that's such a big thing. So many people, well, most of the women who I hire are uh, locals mm -hmm. and they're now, you know, like everybody else, usually at home homeschooling at the moment. So 
Um, how do I think it's going to play out for us? My goodness. I hope that we all have the availability to reopen our doors and feel like we can have a massive block party when it all happens. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm curious. Do you think, how do we, how do people like Shannon, myself, and all our neighbors so support the businesses during, uh, during COVID-19? That's a great question. Um, a lot of businesses, if you walk around, they'll have um, a notification on their door that is, or in their windows, that is encouraging people to buy gift certificates. There's, for example, Rev9 with Easter and birthdays mm -hmm. and all the other things that we may pop into Rev9 for, for all those fun, you know, great um, toys and games. And they are offering that you can call them and they'll put together a little package for you. So if you want to have a little fun package for the kids or you're having mm -hmm. online birthdays for the kids, they can help you with all the goodies that you may want to share through that. Um, Stephanie Mohan is offering one-on-one -on -one photography. So at a distance, you can still get your headshots done. You can go out in nature. Uh, let me think about what else. My neighbors, the CBD store, are having an online delivery or at-home delivery. They'll deliver to you. So a lot of us have just gone basically either online, if we don't already have our um, products listed online, then we're putting notifications that we are available. Please contact us. We're here for you. Um, what if you are a business, for example, that um, is trying to figure out how to get online? Is there, is there some sort of support network, um, anything that the chamber is doing to help these other businesses that may have never had a business online or? Um, well, that's where we're going to come in and we're going to welcome them to send us some high resolution images and then we'll just make them. If there's nothing available, we'll make them like a one page um, business card or a website with a link to their website. So it's more about internal preparations for the company as to what they may want to do. Personally, I'm not going to go online with my products. Um, I just don't, I just don't want to spend my time like that. You know, yeah. you got to consider it's like, wow, do I really want to go to all that effort? Yes. If you're going to continue it. But if you're really an interpersonal relationship, mm -hmm. uh, a service provider. I think that's a really good point. I mean, a lot of people go to, to these places because they want the social, the intimate, the interpersonal relationship, the experience of seeing, you know, the people that they see every day. And uh, I totally agree. It's, it's hard. It's a very hard, very difficult time to be able to do all this stuff and still keep the business open. Absolutely. So for some people, it may be a wonderful opportunity to do that, to put their stuff online. For others, it may be like, mm, you know, I'm just going to write it out and see how it goes. Um, but as the, we are trying to put it, get it together really fast and we're going to, once we've got the, the foundation of the website together, we will welcome the merchants to uh, communicate with us. Of course, I think the first priority for this website is let's get everybody listed. Let's list the businesses that are operating right now and send them as much support while we continue to work on supporting the other businesses with whatever information they may want to give us about what they're currently doing. And some of the businesses are doing um, like GoFundMe type things 
to yeah. raise money for their staff. I think 19 Broadway has one. Um, I, I think I heard that, um, that Hummingbird might have one as well. Um, but that might be something just to Google, you know, the name of your favorite business plus GoFundMe or in whatever all those other crowdsourcing sites yeah. are and, you know, see if they've got something going. You can help that way. Absolutely. Because whatever, whatever you contribute to now, like, for example, we're selling gift certificates. Um, I'm also putting together packages of at-home hair colouring. So for those who really, really want to address their roots, I'll mix up a formula for them. If I've not met them before, I'll usually have a video uh, consultation. Some people I'm consulting through the window right here, (laughs) checking out their color so I can do the best possible um, formulation for them to do at home. So we're all being creative in the ways that we can be. But again, this website that we're going to get up and running and I'm I'm, I'm sorry that I'm not saying the the name of it right now because I don't know that I can. Um, but the information will go far and wide once it, once it's out there. And I do believe we're going to have a link to each of the businesses within their business card, uh, profile. And from there, you can find information about what they're doing. We're trying to work out some way that we can also create a general fund where you can donate, but we don't, haven't worked out yet all the specifics about who gathers that information? How does it get divided? But we are, we're definitely working on a lot of that information right now and trying to bring it together. So can you tell me about some of the loans that are available for small businesses? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so first thing that happens when you close your doors, you think, shit, where am I going to get my money from to pay my rent? How am I going to pay my rent? What's going to happen there? Um, so first thing is communicate with your landlord. Mm-hmm. And I know some merchants in town uh, do not have a lease. In other words, they've come in on a rental agreement that's either expired in the sense that they've already been in there for one year, two years, three years. And now they're potentially on a month to month basis with their landlord. Most of the merchants in that situation really don't like to communicate with the landlord too much because they don't want to wave a flag about here I am and I have needs. Mm -hmm. Um, They want to keep it very, very low profile so that their rent doesn't go up and that they can just... (laughs) Um, And so that they can just go about their business and do their thing. So there's... um, And then there's the people who are on extended leases who have got these major commitments and they're, you know, they're into it. Um, So one of the first things is communicate with the landlord because most landlords, if they have a mortgage on their uh, building, are being given a reprieve at the moment of several months that gets tacked on to the life of their mortgage. So it's not like they're not paying, it just gets added on to the end. So they'll have to have a 30 year lease with 30 years and two months or three months, it just gets extended. So when they're getting the support from the banks, they're then able to offer it to the tenants. So definitely check in with your landlord. There is a um, pre-made letter that I think I may have sent to you, Shannon, that just is basically a cut and paste of uh, how to approach the landlord about 
your challenges. The other thing that was next was, where am I gonna get my funding? Is there anything available? And of course, it was all over the news with this CARE Act that took a few, took about a week, I guess, to finally get going. But in the process, in the beginning, while that was being formulated by the government, the SBA, Small Business Association, um, I reached out to them and they have local chapters. They have one that's called Marin SBDC and they are a local branch for the larger government office and they work as communication or um, advice. They've got massive amounts of forms. Many small businesses may already have a loan with them, but they've become the source of supporting small businesses. So they, I filed for a, a loan there. Oh, it was so extensive. It took me days to gather the information. Mm -hmm. And then once I had gathered it all, I went back in. I was given a, a reference number when I opened a, a loan uh, application. I was given a reference number. I went back in just to double check all that information and boom, I couldn't get back in. I couldn't get back in for days. And during that no communication time is when they went from this large extensive loan application down to a super simplified application. Takes 10, 15 minutes to oh. do now. So what I have learned is anybody who filed in the beginning who has a number that starts with two, which were the early registration numbers, needs to file again. That's good information. So if you have a number that now starts with three, which came about around the 1st of April, then you should be good. Anything prior to April 1, if you have a number starting with two, refile straight away because that's old information. So what happens is I haven't heard back from them. It's been about four or five days. Um, I'm recommended to wait about seven days. If you don't hear, file again. Okay. So that is the word. If you don't hear back within seven days, file again. So I'm just sitting on my hands at the moment because I jumped and went through all those rings and all just jumped around like a show dog only to have to do it again. So there is something to be said for the patients and allowing it to happen. Yeah. Sure. <clears throat> um, the other, what else can I say? Oh, that loan, the SBA uh, EIDL loan, E-I-D-L, emergency, uh, what does it stand for? E-I-D, emergency disaster loan, I think. Um, that is a loan that comes in at 3.75% interest. Um, what else? It's interest a good, rate. That's it's a great a, interest rate. That's a really great interest rate. So here's, so, so thank you for saying that. One of the things I'm being thinking of is like, even if I don't need this loan, if I get approved and I don't need the loan, I have availability to inexpensive money. And I'm really encouraging all of my, um, merchant friends in town to apply for anything and everything because you never know what you're going to be approved on 
And then you have this availability in your back pocket that you can resource. Definitely. So um, the idle loan, uh, the other thing is if you already have an SBA loan, you cannot refinance it with this new idle loan. If you already got a loan, you've got a loan. You can't really rejig under this new system. There is a $10,000 advance and it is forgivable. Um, what that means is when you file the loan, in order to try and fund some money to the people who are filing, they give you a $10,000 advance. So if you get that advance, um, now is it, it says it's forgivable. I'm not really sure exactly what that means. I think what I had heard um, is that some of these loans are forgivable as long as you don't lay off any staff. Yeah, that would be the triple P or the PPP oh, okay. loan. We can grab to that in a, in a, in a moment. But um, basically the idle loan is there to give you about six months of operating expenses. So they're going to look at your numbers. You're not, uh, I think the general minimum amount or the average amount is $25,000 that they'll float your way. Anything over $25,000, then you usually have to be a much bigger company for that. But it is a pretty low interest rate, which is really good. Um, now the, um, the PPP loan is the paycheck paycheck protection loan okay. yeah that is the one that you'll get through a bank now the banks were given the uh, the uh information on this and some of them got their applications together really fast if you bank with wells fargo they were late to the game so some people were saying oh wells fargo is not offering it's not offering it well now they are um i believe mostly to um, their customers first, because as you can imagine, everybody's trying to get their fingers on some money. So go to your lender first and ask them. If they're not available for you, look for a smaller independent, more like a Redwood Credit Union or a Bank of Marin or something something a little bit smaller, uh, are probably a, a good way to go. That's what's being recommended. Um, so the PPP, it is... Now, this is the tricky thing I'm hearing. I'm hearing it's about $10,000. And what I'm hearing is that it's also money so that you can bring back the people that you had hired before. Mm -hmm. They have this clause in there or this information that says how many um, FTE, full-time employees, employees do you have? I'm hearing on some of the um, webinars that I've been joining in on that it's potentially you'll get $1,000 per one full-time employee, mm -hmm. 10,000 being the maximum. So most people are thinking it's a $10,000 amount that'll help you float payroll. 75% uh, of the loan needs to be used for payroll. Another 25% can be used for operating costs, but 75% needs to be for payroll. So, I'm not really sure what that means for me because I have three part-time ladies. Does that match just one and a half full-time persons? I don't really know. Okay. So more information is going to be coming out 
um, through that. Now, I did file for that and I got a notice back from the bank about that, that they've received my filing, but I've not heard anything else. So that's going to be a project for me for next week. I see. The other thing I did was I filed for unemployment and I am a sole proprietor. So I am not on a um, weekly or biweekly or monthly paying myself to uh, or paying into the government systems that help support unemployment like I am for the ladies who work for me. So I'm just taking a draw on my business, which is probably what most independent contractors or sole proprietors are doing. So that draw, whatever that is per month, week, however you're paying yourself, that counts as payroll. So um, you will be, as of April the 10th, as an independent contractor or sole proprietor, you will be able to apply for the PPP using your own income, which will show up on your tax returns, um, as the amount of money that you have been earning so you know let's just say you made let's keep it easy hundred and twenty thousand dollars you're going to divide that by 12 that's ten thousand dollars a month will be your formula as an independent contractor or sole proprietor for what your unemployment is based on right okay. so it's pretty simple uh the unemployment got back to me much faster and asked me for more documents. They gave me an estimate of what my weekly unemployment would be based on my wages. So fingers crossed, I'm just waiting for that. So there's been a huge amount of digging. Yeah. And on, while on shifting sands <laughs> to, <laughs> to try and work out what's available when it's coming and who can get it. Wow, that's it's very complicated. It sounds like, but it, it, you guys have really um, sort of corralled all of that information on the Chamber of Commerce website, and and we'll put a link to that in the show notes so that you know at least that's a starting place for people to uh, absolutely and reach out to the uh, Marin SBCD. Like I said, they've got advisors there. I hooked up. For, you know, I got a call back within about 20 minutes and this was in the very early days and I'm now um, being coached by a gentleman who I found out is down in San Diego, but um, his name is Herb. So he communicates with me. He knows I'm communicating through the chamber and those guys are putting out webinars all the time where you can go and just watch and just catch up on, on you know, how things might apply for yourself. I think, I think really it's, this is really great information. I, I believe that everyone should try to hit all the different resources that are out there because there's no reason why you shouldn't be tapping into everything. It feels yeah. like a lot of paperwork, but mm. in the end, you know, it's, it's about, you know, making sure that you're, you're, you're either supporting your business, keeping yourself safe, keeping your employees um, safe and employed. It's, it's a lot of hard work, but it's, you know, it's a, you know, the ben I think the, the benefits outweigh the, uh, the, the work, you know, you, I think the payoff is much bigger if you really reach out to those resources. And thank you so much for sharing yeah. that. Yeah, you're welcome. So there is, you know, on the, um, on the idle loan, mm -hmm. the EIDL, there is an 11 month deferment on your first payment. So that's really important information to share. Um, 
I've been told that five days after signing the contract or being at getting through the paperwork to the point where you're on and you're ready to go with that, they said within about five days, money should arrive. So I say do it. Everybody should just spend the time. Like I said, it's a super streamlined application at the moment. How long it will take for you to hear back from them, who knows? But the other thing is, and the beautiful thing is there's, you don't have to pay your first payment back for 11 months. Now that starts from the time you receive the loan. So in some ways, in some ways, especially for the PPP, you want to get your loan kind of late in the process so that you can open your doors again and have even longer before you need to pay it. For example, if I get this paycheck protection program loan today, basically it's, it's the first eight weeks of business. Now, if I'm not open for eight weeks, yet I got the loan today and I have to start paying back this 1% interest loan and I'm not even open, I'm sure they'll work that out along the way. But keep the mindset as well that if it's taking a while for you to get your documents back and to be in this process, it just means you have more time on the end of repaying it. Most of us are getting an allowance from our, or uh, a rent deferment from our landlords at this point. So while it can seem quite helter-skelter and uncertain, I've recently just been taking some solace in knowing that I'm in the process and I have to wait. And in some ways, the longer I wait, the more time it gives me on the end. Yeah, that's a, that's a good way to frame it. Yeah. <laughs> Is there um is there anything else before we we say goodbye that um that you think it's important for folks to know or should they just go to the website? Um, I I think it's important to express the message that if you have favorite merchants in town, if there are places that you just always find yourself and you connect with the people, you love what they sell, buy gift certificates for future purchases, and don't look at it as um expenditure on yourself but look at it as a way that you can ease the burden for those people that you love being at their business for because as a gift certificate purchase now might make the difference in how their home life or their stress level or their ability is to move through this moment so if you purchase something now for future use that is just such a beautiful gift and a beautiful way to support your merchants. Go to the ones that are open, you know, have dinner out um, in the sense of don't cook. <laughs> um, and for those ones whose doors are shut, you know, just they've got their information up. They're really, really wanting some kind of support at the moment and any support that equals future use is, can make the difference in, in how they process through this. Because there are actually, you know what, there are a lot of people still working from home. And there are a lot of people who still have the availability to continue with some spending, even in this uncertain time. And those are the people, those are the ones that we really, really need supporting everybody else. Well said. Fantastic. Well, Kaz, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today. It's great to see your face, even if it's uh, on the computer. 
I miss you. My hair misses you. Oh, I miss you too. Oh, I can't wait goodness. to come in and get a haircut. Yes, <laughs> yes. Come spend some time with us. We no. hope to be very, very, very busy when this is all over. I bet. I bet you will be. I mean, My goodness. It'll be like yeah. a shearing shed in here. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> all right. all long hair or, or gray hair or all kinds of... Well, look, they're very different after this is all over. I know. Oh, yeah. I decide if I can trust myself with a home coloring kit. I'm not sure. Oh, uh, well, you have a different process, too. That's you true. Have, I think I'm yeah. going to Yeah, <laughs> for the girls who get highlights, they, they're just going to wait it out, or they're, I can offer a toner that mellows them down so they don't talk as loud. But the highlighted girls or, and guys are the ones who are... Uh, uh, I'm scratching at the door. <laughs> That's great. All right. Okay, well, listen, you stay safe and stay healthy, and uh, I hope to see you soon. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Kat. Okay, so that was really great. I'm so glad that Cass was able to join us today. Oh, it was an amazing interview. I really, really, really enjoyed it. I enjoyed her. I enjoyed all the great information she provided today. Yes. I really miss going into her salon and having her work on my hair, um, <laughs> as you can see in this conference window. Uh, but yeah. Hey, I look forward to going into her place and having her completely give me a head to toes haircut. <laughs> That'll be a lot of fun. I think you're overestimating how long your hair is going to get. <laughs> I might be a little exaggerated, but, um, but I will definitely go and um, support her. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting a haircut from, from her and, or someone from her, from her studio. Yes. Uh, and just so folks know, so coming up, we have um, our second part of our interview with my friends, Mario and Jerry, who were on that uh, cruise ship and at Travis Air Force Base quarantined. And I also interviewed a friend and neighbor who is a, she's a nurse and she's been making face masks for healthcare workers and other people on the front lines. So look for those to come out in the next uh, week or so. And I just wanted to remind folks that you can um, email us at fairfaxpod at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at FairfaxPod. And if you want to call us, you can call 415-852-7413. Um, leave us a voicemail and maybe we'll play it on a future episode. Uh, we want to hear how everybody's doing at, during uh, this shelter in place. Thank you. All right, Rob, you take care. All right, you stay safe. Thank you. Okay, bye. Thank you.